Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's 9.30 in 716. A rash of suicides within the NYPD has experts focusing in on untreated depression among law enforcement officers nationwide. Last year, more officers took their own lives then were killed in the line of duty. Uh, seeing the dead bodies, the abused kids, the terrible accidents, uh, the assaults and so forth. It's a very difficult job that police officers have. It's a very stressful job. You see the worst of the worst. I'm Tim Wenger on 930 and 716. It's a somber and grim subject on the podcast today, but an important one and one well worth spending some time spreading the word on. Wednesday, Robert Echeverria, 56 years old, became the ninth NYPD officer to take his own life this year. His death came a day, just a day, after another officer, Johnny Rios, age 35, killed himself. It has us all wondering what's happening and if it's something that's reaching beyond the boundaries of the NYPD. We've actually seen almost an epidemic of police suicide around the country. This is not isolated to New York, although this rash in New York is absolutely astounding. Randy Sutton of the Wounded Blue calls it an epidemic nationwide. Last year, more officers took their own lives than were killed in the line of duty. And this year, that trend is continuing. Um, and, And not only is it continuing, but it's rising. And this is, a, this is something that is impacting law enforcement officers all over the country. This is a, a, a huge topic. First of all, post-traumatic stress injury is as real as a bullet. Uh, and yet some states do not even recognize post-traumatic stress injury as a legitimate uh, injury. Uh, there, are, there are areas in this country that refuse to even... Um, uh, recognize it for what it is and, and allow officers to get treatment for it. In other places, this is shocking considering this is 2019, but an officer who recognizes that they need help uh, for, uh, for post-traumatic stress in some areas will go into their chief or their sheriff and say, uh, sir, I think I, I need some help, and, and they will be terminated and others will be um, uh, put on, on limited duty. They will, uh, in often times, they will be feel stigmatized. And so the result is that officers in many areas are scared to death to even ask for help. So it, it, this, this becomes exacerbated. Um, now, there's a lot of other issues that are, that are behind the creation of post-traumatic stress injury. First of all, the job itself. Um, anybody that has any time on at all has had more than their fair share of being on the front lines of seeing things that human beings really shouldn't see. 
Um, they see murder. They see death. They see uh, violence. They see hatred. Um, m many of the officers who are working today not only are dealing with those traumatizing events, but now because of the sociological issues facing American law enforcement officers, there is additional uh, stress being put on them. Uh, they don't feel like they are appreciated. They feel like people hate them. They feel like their own departments will turn on them if uh, they get involved in a situation that is controversial. And you add all of these factors uh, up and you get, you get a soup of, of uh, post-traumatic stress. It is an issue that experts have looked into for years, this pale of depression and wave of suicide. Well, you know, suicide can be attributed to, to many things. John Violanti is a professor at the University of Buffalo and has spent part of a career looking into police officer stress. I think, however, being a police officer, this particular occupation, puts an additional strain on people in terms of stress, in terms of uh, what they're exposed to, the, the trauma, the uh, uh, seeing the dead bodies, the abused kids, the terrible accidents, uh, the assaults, and so forth. Day after day, for a period of 20 to 25 years, it starts to, to wear down their psyche. And eventually, many people run out of the ability to cope in any uh, normal way. And, uh, and, of course, the ultimate way of coping is to die by suicide. So we are seeing that happen uh, in this day and age. Several other departments in the area have... Uh, Peer support teams. Uh, these are officers who are trained in uh, basic counseling who can help, help an officer get through a crisis and perhaps uh, refer that officer to a mental health professional if, if needed. Uh, a lot of times those small problems can be resolved at the peer support level, but not always. Uh, other departments have EAP programs, employee assistance programs, uh, the city of Buffalo has one of those, and the city of Buffalo also has peer support. The police culture is very steadfast in uh, the, the ethos that uh, one can never show a weakness. Uh, one must always be strong, and it's, it's almost a necessity being a cop that you, you have to be strong when you're on the street to, to deal with bad situations and so forth. But to uh, admit for ones who admit that they have uh, mental health difficulties uh, or, you know, something along those lines can be perceived as a sign of weakness. And, you know, that's that's not what one does in the police culture. Officers are, are in many uh, instances, afraid to come forward with mental health difficulties because they feel it's going to affect their job. You know, it could be that they... Uh, feel they're no longer trusted by, by supervision or, or their peers, or it could be that they feel uh, they would be chastised as, as being crazy. Uh, so there's a lot of fear associated with coming forward with these problems. Uh, what needs to be done is to reduce some of the stigma associated with mental health, to uh, train officers, to educate officers that it's okay to come forward, uh, it's, it's a sign of strength to do this. It's not a sign of weakness. It's a very hard to do, thing to do to actually come forward and admit that you have uh, mental health difficulties. Close to home, police departments are working to be proactive and offer help before the stress of the job, or anything for that fact, becomes overwhelming. 
Well, in recent years, the Buffalo Police Department has become very involved in employee assistance programs as well as peer-to-peer support groups. Buffalo Police Captain Jeffrey Ronaldo tells us the BPD has lost officers to suicide in the past, none in recent history, but the stress of the job, it is something they watch very closely. We've done a, a very good job of making access to these groups easier. We've done a good job of promoting the use of these groups amongst our officers. And I think that most officers are of the opinion now that these resources are not only available, but they're widely used and they are encouraged to be used. You know, the stigma of having the desire to talk to somebody and not internalizing things that happen on this job, uh, that stigma is slowly eroded. And I, I believe that officers understand the need for these uh, support programs that are in place. You know, it's it's a very difficult job that police officers have. It's a very stressful job. You see the worst of the worst, and there are things that you don't necessarily want to go home and tell your wife about or your spouse about or your children. So officers do tend to internalize a lot of the tragedy and trauma that they see. But again, through educational awareness and training programs, even starting as early as the police academy now, you know, we're explaining to officers what they're going to see and how and what effects that may have on them and what they should do to help deal with those situations. There's a EAP, an employee assistance program that an officer can call and seek assistance for a number of issues that may develop in their life. And it doesn't have to just be something that happened on the job. It could be difficulties at home. It could be difficulties with relationships. It could be a number of different issues that officers feel they need assistance for, as well as peer-to-peer support groups, which contain hotline numbers that you can call and you are put on the phone with a trained law enforcement person, somebody that's also a police officer, generally from a different agency. And it helps to give credibility to the program because officers are comfortable speaking to other officers that have been there, done that, seen that, experienced that, and they offer support and how they dealt with situations and how they were able to overcome their difficulties. Please remember, help is always a phone call away in Erie County. It's 834-3131, again in 716-834-3131. That's 930 in 716. We're back tomorrow with another edition from the studios of WBEN Buffalo. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 